This is Exposure on Impact 89FM. WDBL East Lansing. The show that lets you know about everything that goes on at the MSU campus that you otherwise might not know about. Tune in every Sunday at 9 a.m. We're your hosts, Megan Samp and Tessa Gresh. Welcome to Exposure. Hello, hello, and welcome to Exposure. You're listening to Season 14. I'm your host, Tessa Crush. In honor of today being the first day of spooky season, joining me is a very special and spooky guest, the co-presidents of the MSU Paranormal Society. The MSU Paranormal Society, also known as the spookiest club on campus, is a student organization filled with ghost hunters who seek to understand all things paranormal. So before we dive right in, could you guys introduce yourselves? My name is August. I am an anthropology major and I'm a junior this year. And I'm Zoe and I'm a pre-law major and I'm working on my senior year right now. So quick icebreaker for you two. What would you say your first paranormal experience was? I lived in this little house when I was in like middle school and it just happened to be kind of haunted. It was like a really old house. My mom was renting it for like the three years and um we had an attic that was like attached to my room. It was like just kind of like an offset for some reason. And every single night, I swear to God, I would hear like little scratches and knocking on the door of the attic. And I just hated it so much. And because I w- it was like my bed faced the like attic or like when I was laying down, my feet were towards it. And so I just I would hear it every night. It could have been like rats or something. But like I was like 12 terrified of it yeah so that developed like a curiosity for it oh yeah and then I just I've kind of always liked the spooky stuff Mm -hmm. so yeah so when I was younger I used to always have problems with like not being able to sleep at night because I thought there were people and sometimes animals in my room and my parents always just kind of you know were like stop your child but later in life I realized like there was definitely some spooky stuff going down in that house like, it was creepy, and anytime I think about that house, it's, like, a weird, eerie feeling, but it definitely, my love for all things paranormal started, like, BuzzFeed Unsolved era. Do you know a moment that you, like, realized you were interested in the paranormal? I don't know. My favorite movies growing up were, like, Coraline and, like, mm-hmm. all of that kind of stuff. I also really liked The Lone Ranger with, like, Johnny Depp, which has got, like, a <laughs> weird, like, I don't know, vibe to it. He like eats a heart in the middle of it for some reason. And so I just really liked the creepy stuff. Yeah. And then I also like was super into like true crime and forensics. And like my grandma would always be watching true crime shows for some reason. And so I just kind of really got into like, I don't know, the violent aspect of it. Yeah. I, I bet we're looking forward to all the spooky movies coming up. Oh, I'm oh, so yes. excited. I want to watch Talk to Me like so bad. Oh, yeah. I know a lot of people are reluctant to believe that the paranormal exists. Where do you guys stand on that? Um, I kind of am, too, to be honest with you. Like, yeah. I would say that I'm a bit more of a skeptic than like other folks, because I mean, I haven't had anything like crazy happen to me. And like, I'm like a see it to believe it type of person. Mm-hmm. But like, I would if somebody is a skeptic, that's totally fine, because like, If you don't know that it's real, then it's kind of like, I don't know, it's based on logic in my brain. I'm like, well, it could be a thing. But at the same time, it it might not be. Yeah, we always tell people, especially like within the club, like 
there's it's completely open to any and everyone like skeptics believers everywhere in between personally again i'm a very like it's kind of how a lot of people feel about aliens from what i've gathered like a lot of people kind of feel like it'd be kind of selfish to believe like we're the only things living within the universe but i kind of feel the same way about the paranormal like what is there to say it can't really just be out there and it's maybe harder to find it seems to look for fun to believe it yeah. Oh, yeah. It makes it it makes it a bit more fun when you go to the club and you're like, okay, well, if we're going on like an investigation, then like maybe if I'm in the mood more, something will happen. Absolutely. So I want to talk a little bit more about the Paranormal Society. What is it you guys do? Um. So we have our weekly meetings and at our weekly meetings, we kind of just do a bunch of fun little activities. Last week, we um we kind of made like an impromptu cider mill under Beaumont Tower. So we did like hot apple cider and donuts and uh, a group made posters because we just walked in the homecoming parade on Friday. How did it go? It went so well. We had so much fun. Oh, my gosh. What was your float? We just drove one of our cars oh, okay. and kind of just covered it in like chalk paint and like decorations and stuff. And then we Love had a big it. group walking and a couple of our of our friends from the club wore uh, like costumes like Halloween costumes, which got a lot of laughs out of especially the kids. Yes. So that was super fun. But yeah, and then last week we played like Ghosts in the Graveyard. Like a lot of the times we just kind of hang out. Other times we do presentations and like educate more educational side. Our um, our academic advisor, Dr. Shipley, works in the religious studies department here and he's incredible. We love him so much. He always comes in for at least one really incredible presentation a year or two. Besides like meetings and stuff like that, we go on investigations. We try to go at least twice a month. And so in October, I think we're ending up doing two back to back in the middle um, just because of everything else we have going on. But it's basically like you have like the ghost hunting equipment and stuff that you see on TV, like BuzzFeed Unsolved, like whatever else is out there. Um, And then you kind of just get to go walk around like cemeteries or like we did a hiking trail on Friday actually called uh, Seven Gables Road um, and so we just kind of go out and investigate just like you see on TV. Ghost Adventures, BuzzFeed Unsolved, we're doing exactly what they're doing on you know a university budget. So. That's amazing. What is this equipment that you're using to collect this paranormal evidence? So we have something called like a sp- uh, okay so the favorite kind of of the club is like this thing called a spirit box and it basically is just like a little radio that flips through like uh radio frequencies like channels like super super fast and so in theory like as it's flipping through like entities or whatever can like speak to you through it and so like it kind of will like send like snippets of different like like words and like so we like to go off if it's more than like a two syllable word then it's usually something that we would like take in as evidence you basically it like sits there and it like flips through frequencies super super fast and it's got like a kind of annoying sound in my opinion but like <laughs> you know um and then if you can like hear it you'll ask like questions basically to like nothing um and then see if they will respond back to you through that Do you hear that have you gotten any responses from the spirit box oh we've definitely oh, yeah. collected evidence off them before we're actually just now because we looked into a lot of club expansion this year looking into getting spirit boxes with like sd cards in them to record information oh. so we can take it back and review it because in the moment everyone hears something and everyone hears something different so we're actually working on being able to like harvest that evidence and take it with us I saw on your website that you had some recordings 
Were, was that from a spirit box or was that from a different kind of equipment? We have cameras and voice recorders as well. So like we go out and basically film like the entire investigation. And then we have like a voice recorder that will like basically they kind of sit there and talk to themselves with the little recorder the entire time. We are here to investigate to see if someone is possibly here. Is there anything here with us? Yeah, and no. then we have a couple other things. We have an EMF, which is to um, gauge electromagnetic fields, because it's said by, you know, people who are a little more professional than this that we are, that um, paranormal activity can be measured through electromagnetic fields. So it's just like a small black box with like six or seven like color ranges on the top, and it goes from one to six, I believe, with anything over a three being believed to be like abnormal electromagnetic activity and so it's believed to have you know a pretty deep connection to the paranormal and then we have it is a small stuffed bear that's named boo bear is basically has sensors in like his paws and his feet and his stomach and when they are even as much as they regulate temperature touch and something else i believe so when it's either like the temperature changes drastically or if the bear is like touched it says a little like a little phrase but you can leave it to sit and you know ask questions or do whatever and if it goes off without anybody touching it then it was believed to be it's super sensitive to touch too you can literally as much as brush it and it will go straight off yeah boo buddy is not my favorite because it sounds like a kid like it's like it's little voice phrases are like scary in its own like because we use what is it, it saying so it's got a few different ones. One is like, I like warm hugs or something like oh. that. <laughs> That's tickle. It's like a tickle yeah. meow. Do you want to be my friend? Oh my gosh. Yeah, yes. it's kind of creepy in yeah, itself. Though. Like it really it does terrifying. set the vibe for an investigation for sure. Mm-hmm. But it is a really cool piece of like equipment on its own because we use it especially when like in a cemetery, maybe seeing a grave of like mm. someone a little younger, like it's less scary than all of our like big you know loud other equipment that we have yeah and i mean every time i've been using it like intentionally it usually does produce some kind of result i know when temperature changes and i detect emf i can even tell when i've been moved it's creepy though that's my (laughs) least favorite it's like known about the club there are like so many pictures of me with that bear just Uh, i absolutely hate it yeah i wouldn't like it either what was what would have been some like curious findings that you've gotten back to like the spirit box i know one time last year we were on an investigation and one of our like lead investigators had like put the box down and like i know that it said like her name like specifically like i think we might have asked like hey like do you know anybody in this group right now or anything like that and it literally like said brianna how did it sound um it kind of creepy yeah because the spirit box is like very like it kind of like does that over and over and over again so it's kind of like robotic sounding almost because it flips through all these channels and so we usually put it on am so there's less like music happening Mm -hmm. and so like that was one of my like biggest things i was like that's that's crazy how do you know who that is yeah yeah one time another from another location um we have one spirit box that does have an sd card in it and we were listening back through a recording and you could hear someone asked like how did you end up here because it was a grave of someone from nowhere near here and like we couldn't figure out their story 
And in the background of the recording, like through all the frequencies, you just hear someone scream <gasps> from a distance, please leave. And it was pretty, it was, it was, I wouldn't call it concrete evidence. Like it was not like a perfectly <laughs> distinguishable post on the internet kind of clip. Yeah. But if you were on more of the believer side than the skeptic side, it was 100%. Something was screaming for sure. What they said might be up for debate, but it was definitely someone screaming. So these creepy things intrigue you guys, but oh, do you 100%. ever feel terrified? Um, one night, August and I were just driving down like the back roads of campus, you know, all the way out by like co- like down college, past all like the farm buildings because there was a meteor shower. And we were like, oh, we're going to go find somewhere way out in the country to park and look at the stars because, you know, that's a great time. <laughs> um, and so it was the two of us and then one of our other friends. And so we we're driving, driving, and we're looking for like a little dirt road to pull off onto so we can like get out and look, you know, at the stars. And so we keep going and going. And August had been down this road frequently and had never pulled off of it. Mm-hmm. And we were like, oh, there's a dirt road over there. Like, let's let's go down it. The three of us who are all in the club, all on the board, we pulled down this road and I have never felt fear like I did in that very moment because I don't know what was there. We've never gone back. It was a little dirt road and we were terrified. It was genuinely like I'm driving. Keep in mind. Um, So I can't do anything like crazy. I'm trying to get us out of here as quickly as possible because like. It's, it was, like, the most anxious, like, gut-wrenching feeling that I've, like, ever had. And I'm trying to get my car off of this dirt road and, like, also, like, make sure that I'm not hitting a deer because there are multiple deers, like, everywhere mm-hmm. all the time. And yeah, so, like, it's like when you're a kid and you know you're about to get in trouble. Mm-hmm. Like, that, like, gut-wrenching, like, feeling. Yeah. It was, and we don't know what was there. We never went back. So all of you had this, like... Oh, feeling mm-hmm. all of us literally my, at this same our time. other friend that was with us was in tears <gasps> yes like we were all completely just shaken afterwards wow it was terrifying and we to this day have no idea what happened these investigations are going on i know that was not even an investigation and you still found some creepy feelings but where are you guys going is this on campus is this off of campus so they are typically off campus. And so on our e-board, we have a position. There are two lead investigators, they're called. It is their job to, you know, maintain the equipment and pick the places for the investigations. So in the past, we always do Maple Grove Cemetery, which is about 15 minutes south of campus. Um, last week, we went to Seven Gables Road, which is one of the most haunted roads in the country, apparently. Mm. And that's about half an hour away. We typically do places like within an hour, hour and a half from campus and then the group just kind of comes together and we carpool it out and get there we go to like because every our first investigation is always uh the maple grove cemetery because it's really really big and has like a few different like supposedly haunted like spots inside of it and so like we'll go there first but like you said seven gables that we wanted to go to a place called um hell's bridge which is like in grand rapids and then there's a place called Rosevere Park, which they've turned in like a BMX like park now for some oh, reason. Interesting. But, but like um that has like got like a forest spirit in it and like that's supposed to be like angry about like what's happening there and stuff like that. 
And like there's a couple other cemeteries that we'll go to. And when we do inside investigations, we love to go to Howell Opera House. It's like a super, super old like building with a bunch of history that's like haunted and like theaters are like notoriously haunted. Yeah. And so like that's that's one of our coolest investigations, honestly. Oh, yeah. And the people there are incredible. We love them too. So that's one of our favorite like, winter spots mm-hmm. because it does get cold and we try to find places inside. Indoors, and, right. In the in you know, in the midst of winter. But sometimes we trek it out. Like everyone will just kind of suit up and we'll just go out and see how long we last. Yeah, I think we've gone out in like late November. I think yep. that's like the latest that we've and gone out. Mid-February once. Yeah, yeah, that one was, that one it, was rough. They're hard. Yeah, I can imagine. But it's fun because we're typically the only people there, too, yeah. at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What would you say your favorite investigation experience has been? So I'm a junior this year, and so my freshman year is when I like joined the club, and it was with my friend. We were in a very small group. Like This night, it was like super cold. I want to say it was like early November, late October. And it was like only four of us in this group. And there's usually like more. There's usually like eight to ten people in a group. And so like we had a very small and we were at Rosevere, which before a huge storm, like a couple like a year or so ago, they had like a tree that like had like six, six, six carved into it. And it was like supposed to be like a cultish spot, like kind of. And so like we were there. And like I said, we're in a very small group and you basically like walk back into these woods past like all of like the BMX hills and stuff. Like you end up like in a little farm field that like butts up to some like industrial park. And so like we're out there by ourselves and every group has like a walkie talkie. And so like we're back there in the middle of nowhere and our walkie just starts like going crazy. Like nobody's talking on it or anything. It's just like staticky and like it's and we, nobody was touching it at all. But like we couldn't hear anybody and like we're trying to like radio back and like, make sure that everything's okay. And they're not hearing our radio at all because we might have been too far away or something. But like... And then, like, we see a group of, like, eyes, like, like the shining back of, like, eyes, like, deers or something. Okay. And so, like, we in the farm, and they're, like, surrounding <gasps> us. And so, like, they're basically in a big, like, s- not circle, but, like, a semicircle mm-hmm. around us. And so, like, we're looking back at them, and they, they're all just, like, in a line looking at us. And so then... We kind of we left after that. Yeah, but it sounds like a fun experience to look back on. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. Um, We went to Soup Cemetery, and that is known, again, to just be super creepy. And as soon as we were there, it was pretty creepy. Like, the story behind it, I don't exactly remember it now, but the story behind the place is one of those ones that's just kind of chilling. And so I remember being there, and we just kept seeing things run back and forth through all the trees. Like, and you could hear them, and obviously they're probably just like squirrels and deer and all that stuff, but it almost seemed like as soon as there'd be a silence in the group, things would start running in, like, all directions around us, and it was it was just kind of, like, spooky every time. Yeah, unsettling. Yeah. But in a good way. Right. You mentioned that there is some skepticism within the group. I'm curious the kind of misconceptions there are about the club outside of the group. We haven't necessarily gotten in trouble with the university But, like, when we first started, we for sure, like, they didn't really like us at all because, I mean, when you're bringing paranormal things onto campus, it can unsettle some people and, like, make some people uncomfortable. And so, like, I don't know, misconception just kind of comes from, like, not being totally informed. And so, like, I don't know if some folks think that we are, like, doing things that are bad or, like, provoking spirits on purpose or, like, anything like that. But um, it just... 
I don't know. Some people just don't like the vibe, which is kind of a lot of people don't just like paranormal in general. That's kind of what happens. One of our favorite club fun facts is that um, Ouija boards, you know, like the little boards yeah. that people commonly use to communicate uh, yeah. with spirits, apparently, are illegal in the city of East Lansing. You're kidding. You cannot buy them. You cannot sell them. They are 100% illegal. So... Obviously, MSU Paranormal has no use of them ever, but it is our favorite little fun fact to learn. And it's because of some really sad things, actually, that happened back in the 70s when there was a lot of issues with, like, people worrying, like, Dungeons and Dragons was a part of, like, cult activity. And a couple people did sadly pass away back then. And they led it all back to the paranormal being the cause of it all. So, and it happened on campus back in the 70s. And so the law's old, obviously, and incredibly outdated. That is crazy. In high school, I made a Ouija board. (laughs) And I don't know if the girl I was playing with was just, like, messing with me. But it was so scary. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I I used to mess around with Ouija boards all the time. Would you mess around with people? Like, did you move it yourself? No, I never did. But I did it with somebody, like frequently like we like were friends in high school and like I always like we would do it together for some reason and I don't know if she was moving it or what but we would always get like the same like really bad like spirit that you're not supposed to like communicate with yeah 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 um his name's Zozo I don't know if she was messing with me or what but it's always the same one and I always I don't know I was always a little a little skeptical of it yeah I'm an honest player. I would never move the pieces intentionally, but like it was, it was moving. Could have been her though. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, I had the same thing, but I know for a fact the person I was doing with was moving it because okay. they weren't trying hard enough to hide it. Do you have any fun activities planned for the month of October? Um, I know that the second week or so, I think it's so like it would be next week. I think that we're doing, um, we're doing painting pumpkins. Oh. And like um, we're doing like painting pots and stuff as well. We're, we do a Halloween party, like kind of like get pizza and like snacks and like play little games at the very end of the month as well. In um, mid-October, we are doing an event. We're um, helping out with the West Circle Haunted House, which is going to be super fun. That's on the 26th of October, I believe. And so they do a haunted house in the basement of Snyder Phillips and they're trying to get together like some haunted hayride ideas maybe Ooh. this year. So that's definitely all still to come, but keep an eye out for that because it's going to be a really fun event. We're also participating, technically not in October, but we're doing thrills and chills for the first Friday's event at the MSU Museum. And so we're going to have a couple booths up there, you know. Fun talk about some spooky stuff we're gonna bring all of our like our equipment that we use to show and have people be able to look at and ask questions about yeah i'm curious about how they look yeah for sure so we're gonna bring those out and then again not in october but we do a a semi-formal every year and so we just booked that for the 13th of january this year it's called the ghoul ball very like harry potter yule ball inspired yes so we're excited about that just Kind of get into planning. How can MSU students get involved with the MSU Paranormal Society? Um, so, like, I, the Instagram is our most active, like, form of communication, honestly. Like, that is when we post, like, what meetings we're doing and, like, when they are. Um, At MSU Paranormal. 
on Instagram, yeah. Yeah. And then um, we also, like, we meet every Wednesday from 8 to 9 p.m. in South Kedzie Hall, room 109. So, like, you can just pop in. It doesn't really matter if you've, like, come to any of the meetings before or anything like that. We love to see new faces. Come see if you like the vibe, whatever. We're always just kind of doing fun stuff at the meetings, too. Like, it's always paranormal-centered. And, like, we're always talking about spooky stuff. But it's usually more, like getting an hour break from your week and like doing something fun, hanging out with new people. That's that's our main goal is to like get people together and like maybe have like a little bit of a fun time. That sounds super fun. I want to talk about Halloween for a second though. Okay. Because I'm so excited. I have no idea what I'm wearing though. I made it an assignment for myself to decide a costume by August before prices go up. And it's still in my schedule every single day. I say, choose a costume. And I haven't choos- chosen yet. No. I know. And every time I hear someone else's idea, I'm like, oh, I should take that. I know. Have you ever done any spooky costumes? And my sister used to do like really weirdly good like zombie FX makeup. Like, Ooh, yeah. When I was in like growing up and I don't know how or how she learned how to do it. Um, But like I was probably a zombie like something every single year, like cowboy, you name it. Just like a bunch of different stuff. That's so cool. Yeah. I know so many people going as their like their own personal Barbie this year. And I think it's gonna be so fun. I'm so excited to like walk around because I know it's gonna be a big one. Mm-hmm. And I'm very definitely excited gonna about be a big it. one. Uh-huh. There's gonna be, There's so gonna many be a Kens. lot of Kens walking yes. around. Oh yeah, I'm so excited because it's gonna be funny. It's gonna be hilarious. Yeah, I'm super excited for the for the spooky season. Oh yeah. And the fall just started. Mm-hmm. I'm already seeing the leaves changing. Yes. It's just like 75 out. We just need to knock it like 10 degrees and then we'll yes. be good. Like, I know. I'm so excited. I love the fall so much. Like just the atmosphere. I mean, like I love October and like Halloween and everything. Mm-hmm. But like fall is just like a good month. You get to wear sweaters all the time. That's like the best part about yeah. it. Yeah. I just hate how fast it goes by. No, because oh, yeah. it's there and then it's gone. And then it's and gone. It's and then it's. And dreadful. <laughs> yeah. And then you have to like walk across campus and there's like five feet of snow and you're just or it's trees just are just naked. Everything just turns gray and mushy Ugh. at one point. It'll be okay. It's, it's fine. We do it every year. We can do it again. We can do it again. We'll get through it. Yeah. Then yes. summer will come back. We'll be sweating. And then, and then, then fall. fall. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Looking forward. Looking forward. Yeah. So you guys mentioned you like, what would you say your favorite horror movies are? Sleepy Hollow. I just really like Johnny Depp, apparently. Um, <laughs> I watched that a lot when I was younger, too. Um, the original Poltergeist, like the one made in like the 70s. I love it for some reason. See, but... that's how I feel about the original Conjuring movie. Like, mm. I just feel like nothing can ever beat that. Like, it's the perfect, like, spooky, like, vibey movie. But also, like, newer ones. I know that, like, the Insidious movies are really, really good. They're scary, too. Yeah, there's a couple coming out this year. That's I feel like it's one of the first Halloweens we've had like a lot of spooky movies coming out. Good. Very excited. Yeah, that's super exciting. All right. Do you guys have anything you'd like to add? There the is club one. definitely died out for a few years. Our job has been trying to like bring it back. Bring the club back as a group so that we can investigate. So investigating mm-hmm. has not been like a huge focus as we're just trying to keep the club like afloat. Mm-hmm. really right now like it's trying hard. to keep it yeah. from going from disappearing and we finally have the numbers so we're finally getting to like reap the benefits of it 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like our first investigation had like 70, 70 some people yeah, show no, up. It was crazy. There's it was wild. Sorry. I wasn't there, but it was wild. 77. What did you start with? Like, what were you at last year? Mm-hmm. We had like 30 people total so in, doubled in yes. the club and this is just on that one wasn't investigation. even investigations like investigations are usually like a lower attendance yeah, because like than the meetings the friday night and yeah. right so we've been seeing just so much support this year and it's yeah, so nice that must feel so good it does oh yeah especially because i know we've been we've both been in it for two years before this one so it's like really cool to see it have grown and then like we got to like take it over and like we get to help it like expand even more, which is super, super cool. Definitely. But we just love our people. We have I say it every time and it's the most biased phrase in the world, but we really do have the coolest group of people in the world. The people who choose to like hang out with us every week and support us as a group are truly like from, you know, our advisor to other on campus groups that want us to be involved with them to just like our members that come every week and the alumni who still like reach out and stuff it's just the most supportive group of people thank you so much for having us on like this was an awesome opportunity and we really appreciate it of course this was so fun and that's it for our show thank you to our station manager delaney rogers general manager jeremy whiting and program director mckenna lowndes and as always thank you to you our listeners If you like what you heard, come back next week. I'm Tessa Kresh. You've been listening to Exposure. This was this week's episode of Exposure. Keep in mind that the views and opinions discussed on Exposure are those of the guest and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff at Impact 89FM. If you're interested in going back and listening to our archive of stories, feel free to check out our website at impact89fm.org. And of course, if you're interested in what's going on next week, you can tune back in and we'll see you back here. You've been listening to Exposure. Exposure.